A reading from Philippians. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind, and if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel according to John. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Good evening. Welcome to Choral Evensong. I'm Adrian Cook, a priest associate here at the cathedral, and I welcome you. Those of you who are in person, welcome you. Choir, thank you for your choral leadership this evening, and welcome to all of you who are joining us online. I have one announcement that I'm really excited about, which is that it's almost Lent, my favorite season, and uh, we're going to kick off Lent here at Trinity with a Lenten quiet day. And in Anglican tradition, this is a day for meditation and reflection. And it will be here at the cathedral on Saturday, March 5th, from 9 to 4 o'clock. And if you'd like to come, you do need to register. Uh, the fee is $25. It covers lunch. And you'll get a book as well. The theme is soul welcoming. And I'm a trained Enneagram coach. And if you don't know what that is, you can check it out online. Um, and I'll be working from that model to invite us into um, some soul welcoming. So you can come and find out what that means. Um, there will be three short liturgies throughout the day and a lot of free time and space in between with some guided activities um, for those six hours and lunch. So I welcome you to that. You can check out uh, a link for registration online or in our bulletin in, in this coming week or our Thursday e-news. I speak to you in the name of the living God, blessed Trinity, and lover of your souls. Amen. My friend Stephen and I sat on a couple of bar stools in a small German pub in the south, Chattanooga to be specific. He ordered some schnitzel, made an off-color joke about an Irishman walking into a German pub with a priest, and he took a swig of Guinness. And then he said to me, Adrian, something is haunting me. I'm not sure I believe in God, he gulped. And yet I can't seem to get the idea of becoming Catholic out of my mind. This thought has been haunting me day and night for months. And I could see this quiet fear behind his eyes. Knowing Stephen for a long time, I knew that he was terrified of diving into his Irish past, his connections to his family. He had been a religion and philosophy major, an undergraduate, but only to disprove Christian faith in his own mind. And he lived his life as of late feeling spiritually panicked, like he was trying to run away from himself on a treadmill that was just keeping him stationary. He leaned in a little closer. It sounds creepy, he whispered after this moment of silence, but I feel like there's a ghost inside of me that won't let me go. And I looked at Stephen, someone I'd known since I was a kid, and these song lyrics were flooding into my mind. I won't sing it for you, but I'll tell you the words. Pour me a glass of wine, talk deep into the night, who knows what we'll find. Intuition, deja vu, the Holy Ghost haunting you, 
Whatever you got, I don't mind. And as that tune wrapped itself around my imagination, my priestly training finally kicked in. Have you ever been baptized? I asked him, wondering if I was grasping at liturgical straws or if I was pulling on a thread that had been left frayed by God for just this moment. Stephen sat back in his chair with this pensive look on his face, and he mumbled, huh, I suppose I was. And he looked up straight into my eyes, and he said, I've not thought of myself as someone who'd been baptized, because I didn't choose it. My parents chose that for me, and I was just a kid. And I laughed, and I said, In the Episcopal tradition, when a person is baptized and the priest anoints that child with oil, we say, this seal of the Holy Spirit marks you as Christ's own forever. So I'm sorry, Stephen, but I think you might actually be haunted. I think you might be haunted by the Holy Spirit who since that baptism has been persistently present with you, maybe it's God who's not letting you get off the treadmill. Tonight we celebrate St. Matthias. St. Matthias was there the moment Jesus emerged from his waters of baptism. Matthias sat under Jesus' teachings saw Jesus' miracles, heard the people crying, crucify him, and stood in awe after the resurrection as Jesus ascended into the clouds. The gospel tells us Matthias had been there for all of it. He had been a follower of Jesus since the beginning. We learn in the gospel that after the death of Judas, when it came time to replace that apostle, Matthias was the chosen one. That's where his story ends, not just in scripture, but pretty much everywhere else. There's some brief lore surrounding the shape his apostleship took, but it's all conjecture. I wonder if it's because the facts of what he did are less important than the fact that Matthias was Christ's own forever. I wonder what it felt like to that young man when he realized that the apostles' lots had been cast for him, someone who'd always stayed in the background, listening to the stories of Jesus, someone who would remain in the background of history even after his apostleship was made apparent. What kind of man was Matthias? As I sat there with Stephen, as I reflect on this story of sitting there with Stephen, I'm wondering if Matthias felt something like Stephen did in that moment. If he realized he'd been haunted by Jesus that whole time. He kept following him and listening to him. He remained with Jesus in the background. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. That is what Jesus tells us in today's gospel lesson. I imagine a lot of us here, or some of us here, have had that same experience that Stephen had. You did not choose Jesus as an infant. Maybe your parents did or your community, but Jesus chose you in that infant baptism. And when we think about it as adults, it can feel a little disconcerting, right? Someone made this big choice for us until I realized, well, every choice made for a child is made by someone else, sort of the way it works. We're all brought into this world relying completely on one another, relying completely on someone else. And I think Jesus likens this human experience of relying completely on someone else to the grapevine in today's gospel. Jesus is the vine. We are all the branches, all drawing from the same life, life source. And God is the vine dresser who tends to the needs of all. Jesus tells us that the most important thing to learn about this vine isn't that we're supposed to bear fruit, though that will likely come. The most important thing we have to do is stay on the vine. Stay on the vine. Jesus uses the word abide over and over in this text to describe what he means by staying on the vine. To abide simply means remain, stay. Matthias had remained with Jesus and his abiding was enough. It was enough to make him an apostle. Perhaps your abiding is enough too. But it's up to each one of us to decide whether God's lifelong presence with us is a haunting or an abiding. Baptism is kind of like the grapevine seed that's planted into our hearts. We grow connected to Christ and one day decide for ourselves whether we want to remain connected, whether we want to abide or perhaps be haunted. I didn't hear from Stephen for months after this conversation in that German pub. But I did eventually hear from him. I received a small, simple note that read, I started confirmation classes today. And on the back side of that note, he had written down a poem by a former Catholic priest and Irish poet. I offer it as a prayer for us all today. 
May the sanctuary of your soul never become haunted. May you arise each day with a voice of blessing whispering in your ear. May you find a harmony between your soul and your life. May you know the eternal longing that lives at the heart of time. May there be kindness in your gaze when you look within. May you never place walls between the light and yourself. May you allow the wild beauty of the invisible world to gather you, to mind you, and embrace you in belonging. Amen.
Direct us, O Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favor and further us with your continual help that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name. And finally, by your mercy, obtain everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, and quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please join me in the third prayer on page three of your bulletin, the night prayer. Lord, it is night. The night is for stillness. Let us be still in the presence of God. It is night after a long day. What has been done has been done. What has not been done has not been done. Let it be. The night is dark. Let our fears of the darkness of the world and of our own lives rest in you. The night is quiet. Let the quietness of your peace enfold us, all dear to us and all who have no peace. The night heralds the dawn. Let us look expectantly to a new day, new joys, new possibilities. In your name we pray. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May God bless you and keep you. May the light of the Holy Spirit shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of Christ turn towards you and give you peace. Amen.